Abortion is a worldwide tragedy, but many turn a blind eye to it. So what is the driving force behind it all? Well, that and so much more on today's show. Hey friend, welcome to the Shattered in the Beautiful podcast. I'm Jeannie Smith. If your heart is hurting, no matter what your circumstances are, there is only one healer. Through biblical content, I will teach you how to experience whole healing and soar into great purpose. So let's get into today's show. Grab your favorite coffee, journal, and Bible. It's time to dig in and unwrap your gift. Hey friends, welcome back to the show. This is Jeannie Smith, your host, and I have back with me Carter Smith. Well, hello, hello. Carter, we're glad to have you back on the show. And I wanted to have you back on again this week because we got into some great discussion last week about the issue of abortion. And I know that there was a lot more stirring in your heart that you wanted to share. So I wanted to give the opportunity for that this week. So I wanted to start out by reading a very powerful quote by Winston Churchill. And it says, Men occasionally stumble over the truth, but most of them pick themselves up and hurry off as if nothing ever happened. And that made me think of something that you said last week when you said that before you met me, a woman who had had an abortion in the past, you were a little indifferent to the issue, correct? That is correct, yes. So, Carter, talk to us a little bit more about that, because I, I, I feel like there's a lot of people that are just like you, that are just indifferent about the topic, because it hasn't really affected them, although we know that we're, you know, 64 plus million abortions, and that's every woman, every every father, uh, grandparents, siblings, so many people that that has reached out and touched. But for that other percentage of people that have never been impacted abor- by abortion, they kind of are on standby and are in this indifferent mode about it. Hey, it's never affected me. So, you know, if a woman feels like it's best for her, who am I to stand in her way? You know, they may say something like, you know, a woman has the right to choose, or I've heard this many times, uh, well, I don't necessarily believe in abortion and I would never choose that, but I'm not going to impose my beliefs or thoughts onto anyone else and nor would I get in the way of someone else that may feel like abortion is the right choice for them. And so they just remain silent in the issue. Um, And this could be family members, friends, or just in general, general public. These are things uh, that we hear. So they kind of turned a blind eye to it, I guess is what you would say. So Many people are indifferent or they seem to not care. And maybe they're worried about other things. There's other things that are more important to them going on in and around their world, everyday things. And abortion really just doesn't seem to be a part of that. So can you elaborate more on what you felt at the time and then how you see people in America today being indifferent to abortion? Sure. Um, I think you have to step all the way back to the early 70s, even in the 80s. I think a lot of people during that time, it wasn't the people, it was a spirit. Um, We have to realize that everything that we're battling against is not flesh and blood, it is spiritual. And what we see through all of these years is that the indifference has been indoctrinated into us through education system, through our political system, 
even through movies, TVs, and the ideas that have been uh, presented to us for decades now. Mm-hmm. And so this is where the indifference has always been created. And so that spiritual realm of it is Satan knew exactly what he was doing when he created this 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 nation of indifference and in, in, in culture and everything that we see today. Yeah. Well, John 10, 10 tells us that the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And I definitely think he uses abortion as a great, great um, tool for that. But then Jesus Christ comes right behind that and says, but I've come that you would have life abundantly. So we have a culture of death versus a culture of life. Um, and, you know, when you talk about indifference and you're talking about, you know, um, the culture and how it's lied to us and um, these things have been infiltrated through so many systems into the world. And I'm just thinking about all the women right now that, you know, in their time of need, confusion, crisis, um, the influence of the world, you know, that gives us this choice, this free choice to choose abortion. You know, and and so when we look at our, our legal system is put in place to protect us, it's supposed to protect the land and those that live on the land. But yet they've put a law in place that allows a woman to take the life of her baby, which we know causes so much more trauma to her emotionally, physically, and spiritually. Abortion does not take care of a simple problem that one might think. No, it creates a whole other realm of issues that are irreversible, by the way. So these are things, pains and sorrows and griefs and um, so many other destruction, forms of destruction that this woman lives with for the rest of her life. And why would she choose that? Because it is a right that's given to her so freely, but yet it changes her life forever. And so the culture has lied to women. The culture has told them that this is not even a a right, but that it is, they've even put a positive spin on it. This can actually be a good thing to you or a good thing for you. And that is just simply not true. And so what we've got to do is we've got to rewrite the narrative. We have to tear down this culture of death where so many have been lied to, you know, that this child is not a blessing, right? It's a burden. That is not true. A child is a gift. It is a blessing. It is heritage. It is generational um, reward. And we've got to rebuild a culture of life. And I think when you're talking about building a culture of life, you're talking about getting back into the Word of God. And so what we have to see is that Everything that's happening in our world, we have to see it from a spiritual lens because, you know, even Jesus himself said, do not suppose that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. And so that sword is the truth, the word and the truth of God through through the Holy Bible. And so what we what I have seen over the, you know, this decade of being in the pro-life movement and and being part of a life-affirming ministry like our own, um, I have seen that um, the the eye is it's like the eye of a hurricane. So the eye of this hurricane is the abortion. And when we say abortion, I'm talking about the spilling of innocent blood, the curse that has been put on our land. And so you know, living here on the coast, we understand when a hurricane comes that um, it blows onto the coast. And then we, you know, we feel the force of all of those winds and those bands. 
that have all these different storms, you know, whether it's tornadoes or, you know, when you go through a hurricane, you see there it's in phases. But then when it gets to the eye of the storm, it becomes calm. But but during but what's in the middle of that eye of the storm is only what has created all of this danger. And so after that eye passes, then comes the next part of this storm that pretty much demolishes um, anything that that's in its path. And so at that point, um, there's no restoration or anything going on while the hurricane is here. But once it's passed through, then we can start to rebuild and 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 remodel and and, and fix the the damage that was done by the storm. And so. The reason that I say that I see abortion as the eye of that storm is because, like I said, when those bans hit, those are things like same-sex marriage, um, you know, attack on the sanctity of marriage. Um, even in our government, the way it's run and how they're pushing to use laws to to make it a right for certain people to, to have, um, it's just bringing divisiveness to everything that we do. Education, our education system is being taken over. And all of our kids are being indoctrinated with things that, that aren't pure and, and holy and part of God's word. In fact, they want to try to keep prayer and the word of God out of the schools. So what has happened is because we're spilling this innocent blood and because abortion is the center of this storm, we're now in this storm and it's causing all of these other uh, bands of, of unholiness that are that is around us. And so we have to get rid of abortion in order to fix all these other things, in order to be able to repair our culture, uh, the mindset of our children and the people around us. And so until we can get rid of this curse on our land, we cannot move forward. Abortion removes the heritage of God, the image bearers from the earth. God said for us to be fruitful and to multiply and subdue the earth and have dominion over everything on the earth. And so when we talk about, you know, the curse on our land and how abortion has cursed it, we have to see that there may be lawyers and doctors, even someone who had the cure for cancer is no longer here. Maybe the presidents of the United States that were, those that were appointed to be that, um, their lives were cut short in the womb. So you're saying that we are all image bearers of God and that he has great purpose for each and every life that he has created in the womb. No matter what the circumstances are, there is great purpose for, for every human being. And, uh, and, and because he told us to be fruitful and multiply, and he gave us this earth to do so, and he blessed us in that process because we are taking the lives of those that he is creating we are reversing that blessing. And by reversing that blessing and cutting short the lives of great human beings that he's called and purposed to live and serve on this land, we are reversing that blessing and it's turning into a curse. Yes, that's correct. So Carter, I like the analogy of the eye and the storm because what you're saying is the aftermath of what abortion is causing is death and destruction to our society. And I really believe um, when we can quench the sting of abortion, when we can truly end abortion in our nation is when healing is truly going to come. We have to 
we have to end it so that healing can begin because this nation needs healing and the root of all of that is the spilling of innocent blood it is abortion i really believe that and i get so annoyed when people try to make abortion a political issue i know that we have lawmakers and we have law and that is needed in our land and we have laws wrapped all around abortion and laws that are being debated continually, even in our state. We're looking at it, facing it every day. Uh, laws keep getting rewritten and it becomes a battle over words. And all of it just frustrates me so much um, because it's just not a political issue. Man has made it a political issue. Abortion is a spiritual and a moral issue. And, you know, when we think about, too, who is actually guilty of abortion? You know, many might want to point a finger to the woman that chooses the abortion. But, in fact, there's a whole list of people that we could blame and say that is guilty for the issue of abortion. Well, let's just start with the lawmakers because they're the ones who made it legal. We could go next to the abortion clinics. Uh, we could go to... I don't know, husbands, fathers that were given influence, pushing influence upon the mother. Uh, yes, the mother herself could be other influences coming in. How about the abortion clinics that actually are performing those services? I mean, what about pharmaceuticals that are providing these abortion pills? And so we could just go on and on. I mean, I have had women in my counseling office at times have even told me that they were, now hold on, wait for this. Pastors have referred them for abortions and I, because they didn't know, you know, how to counsel a family through this, you know, crisis of a situation. Um, so, and what did that do? That made that woman completely turn from the church. And so let's just be real about where all of the influences of abortion are coming from. But the one to really blame here is the enemy. He is the one that is behind abortion. Wouldn't you say so, Carter? Yes. I mean... But, yeah, when you, when you talk about the law, the law is death. We understand that. God made it very clear that, that, you know, the law, if we live under the law, we live under death. But if we live in the Spirit, then we live in eternal life. And so whenever we see these things, I, it brings me back to Philippians 4, 8, where it says, Finally, brethren, whoever, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, we need to meditate on those things. And so when we meditate on the spiritual things of God and we see Jesus Christ, because this is what it, everything that we're talking about is just screaming, Jesus, Jesus. The blood of Jesus is needed to cover it. So as we do that, we see life um, change and become what we need here on this earth. And so we should, we should consider all things uh, about the Word of God and call forth the words of identity and the purpose for these women and children and for our country. And um, because we all have a place and it lets us, gives us thoughts of um, God and what our testimony of goodness can be whenever we bring um, death dead to life and god gives us that power and we have it through the holy spirit that we can even what we're speaking now our voices are part of the identity of christ and who he made us to be 
in his image is being able to speak words of healing to the sick and to the wounded. And we can do that. We see that happening every day in our ministry. We, we speak to these young women and the things that they need and all the areas of their life. And we see generational change happening right before our eyes. You know, so um, we just need to speak into the destiny of all. I really think that abortion is an issue that we're going to continue to fight until Jesus returns, until he establishes his kingdom on earth and makes all things right and just. I believe that we will continue to battle it. And the question is, is what battle or actually what side of the battle will we be on? And um, for me, it's being on the spiritual side. It's, it's definitely where I feel I need to be front and center and ministering to, reaching out to that woman um, one heart at a time and being there for her no matter what she's walking through if she's considering abortion, whether she's already had an abortion, being there to help bring her restoration and wholeness and healing through the word of God and guiding her, helping her to make decisions for her life through the word of God uh, so that she can live life abundantly. That's right, Jeannie. You're exactly right. Because, you know, in John 14, verses 5 through 10, it says that Jesus is the way. And, you know, Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where we're going, so how can we know the way? And Jesus answered him and said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you, are, if you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. So what we see is that Jesus Christ is our way. And so no matter what happens um, in this life, you know, we, we sit and think about the whole decade that we felt like we have um, stood in the gap against abortion. And sometimes it feels like it's just it's, it's not working. But we mm-hmm. know that the blood of Jesus covers all things. And we've seen these young women in their, in their lives change We've seen generations of babies that have been saved. Some of them now are in third and fourth grade. So we just have to wait on the Lord because his plan and purpose is perfect. And sometimes we think things should go differently than they do. But we just have to be patient and know that he is in control of all things and that we need to totally submit and trust in Jesus Christ. Well, abortion is a hard topic. It is one that can make you weary, tired, um, make you feel defeated. It can also make you feel angry. And so there's many emotions. It's amazing to me how this one word brings so many emotions. And how you can see someone change when you're speaking to them about this word or how you thought you knew someone so well. Um, And when you begin to talk about this topic, you realize, wow, I didn't know this person so well after all because they have different ideology and beliefs about it than you do. And, and, and how do you know that? Because it got brought up. Many times we can go through this life and talk about everything under the sun except for abortion and, you know, you think you know someone and then you realize you, you don't really know them. But 
you never knew because you never discussed the topic of abortion. So it's just been interesting to me. And, of course, we've seen a lot of this happen since um, Roe versus Wade was overturned. So many thought that would never happen. We believed that it would. We heard God speak and say that it would happen, and it did. Been praying for it. Been praying for it, of course. Anticipating it. Yes, and it did. And that just brought so many emotions uh, into the world when, when we saw that, especially in our country, when we saw that happen. And, 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 of course, just one battle to the next battle. Like we said, we'll continue to see those battles, right? Um, but we just have to fight in the right army. And um, if you are listening today, as you have heard us discuss the topic of abortion, and maybe you are considering even right now whether or not you're going to carry the child that you um, have found yourself pregnant with right now. And we just want to encourage you that life is a good choice and that you have been given a gift and there is so much support and love available for you and all you have to do is reach out for it. And I I pray for that person that could be listening that's considering abortion even right now. If you are a woman who has had an abortion in the past, I want you to know that God loves you, that he will forgive you and that abortion is not the unforgivable sin. His grace covers it. And he still has great purpose for your life. Your child is in heaven with him, and he is the greatest parent of all. And he wants to heal you and restore you. And it is a miraculous gift from God. And it is a gift for you. And all you have to do is reach out for it. So I pray that, you know, this gives you courage to to do that. And and if you are someone, one of these two people that we just mentioned, someone considering abortion, someone that's had an abortion and you need help, please contact us. You can reach me on our Smith Evangelistic Ministry page or on my website, JeannieScottSmith.com, and I will help you. I will get you the help, the guidance and the counsel that you need, and the physical support that you need, because God loves you. And we want you to hear that very loud and clearly. And love changes everything. And you know, guys, I want you to, everything Jeannie's saying is so true. You, you don't have to have guilt and shame over anything and make it your identity. Because Jesus Christ wants to be that identity. That's the whole point that we're I've tried to make today on this podcast is that Jesus Christ wants to be your identity. He is your identity. And so that's going to be in love and in peace and and just being able to overcome whatever shame or guilt that this world or anything that you've done in your past may try to um keep you from learning your true identity, and that is in Christ Jesus. Yes, nothing that you've ever done, whether it's in the past or something that you're doing even right now in this moment, things, struggles, pains, it does not define you. Those things do not define who you are. What defines you is the fact that you are a child of God. That is your true identity. So the other things, we want to pray against them in the name of Jesus, and we want to shake them off. We want to cast them down because that is not who you are. And God has a great purpose and a plan for your life. And so we just want to close this podcast out today with a prayer over you, those that are listening. Father God, we just thank you for all of those that could be within the sound of our voice today. 
Lord, we pray over them and speak over them that they will experience life abundantly. Lord, that they will come into the revelation and the truth of the great purpose and plan that you have for their life. I pray that anything that they're in bondage of, God, anything that is causing wounds and pain in their life, God, uh, would they would be delivered from that and they would begin to move into your healing and your restoration and your purpose for their life, Lord God. Um, Lord Jesus, I pray that they would um, just sit in your presence, Lord, that they would begin to pray and speak to you and hear you speak to them. I pray that they would just open up their word and begin to read it, Lord, because it's ever present. It's ever alive. It's always living and breathing. And it's the only true foundation that we have. God, it is truth. You are truth. And everything else in this world is a lie. And I'm so thankful for that, God. I'm so thankful for you. Thankful for your mercy and your compassion that is new each and every moment and every morning is what your word says in Lamentations 3. So Lord God, we thank you that you're hearing our prayers that you're with us even in this moment. And we thank you for the great things that you're doing in our life and the greater things that you would do in our life or going to do in our life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, friends, that's it for today. Thank you for joining me again. And Carter, thank you for coming back on the show. Thank you for having me. Well, friends, have a great week. Remember, I love you bunches and live life abundantly. like mommy's show leave a review hey before you go if this podcast has blessed you the number one way you can help me is to leave a review and subscribe to the shattered into beautiful show next hop on over to the shattered into beautiful private facebook group where you will find a network of friends with daily inspiration you can reach me at jeanniescottsmith.com and lastly please share the episode or review in your social and tag me at smith evangelistic ministries I cannot wait to meet with you again. Stay tuned for more life-giving podcasts coming your way.